Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Black Health Academy podcast. Another one with this crazy one. The Black Health Academy is an affordable membership site and community dedicated to eradicating chronic disease in the black community. Chronic diseases such as obesity, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, and stress. At the Black Health Academy, we help to educate you and teach you how to treat and or prevent chronic diseases as well as how to transition to a plant-based diet. Visit theblackhealthacademy.com for more information and to enroll in the academy welcome to the podcast i'll be your host and black health academy founder miss lisa a smith joined by my super crazy co-host miss get fit with jay what up girl hey girl (laughs) (laughs) uh on today's episode we'll be talking about chronic fatigue and chronic exhaustion this is something that many americans especially african americans struggle with and it's actually the leading cause and foundation of a lot of the chronic and preventable diseases that we deal with so today jay and i are going to go through some of the causes of chronic fatigue and exhaustion as well as some of the possible treatments for it it's totally reversible and you could potentially help uh, prevent some deeper and harder and eat harder to remove chronic diseases by by treating your exhaustion now. I think a lot of times we think that like exhaustion and fatigue is like just a part of life. Like you just Absolutely. deal with it. It's Absolutely. just like a season you're going through and let me just get through this big project at work and then I'll be okay. Or sometimes people take it as a badge of like, like, yes. You no, know, I'm tired because I work so much, or I'm tired because I have this, and I'm tired because and, and and they don't see a problem with it. So of course, if you don't see an issue with something, you're not going to try to resolve it because you're actually think that, like you said, it's a part of life, and you're proud of it. A hundred percent, I agree, a thousand percent. So we're gonna have a really good conversation about um, chronic exhaustion today, and then my wait, what? Uh, is what kind of made me think about this topic because something very traumatic happened to me due to chronic exhaustion. So I'm excited to kind of delve into it and help some of our listeners. But first, we're going to delve into our Driven segment. Driven is our segment where we highlight an African-American or black person in our community who has made a significant impact on health, wellness, and or medicine. And today we'll be highlighting Dr. Regina Benjamin. Um, Dr. Regina Benjamin, born in on October 26, 1956, and she's still living, is an American physician and former vice admiral in the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps. Um, and what's so special about Dr. Regina Benjamin is that in uh, July of 2009, President Barack Obama announced her as the Surgeon General of the United States, where she served until 2013. And moreover, she had her own practice down in Alabama, which actually, yeah. interesting enough, um, her first practice was ruined by Hurricane Katrina. And she was rebuilding her second practice, and the day before the grand relaunch opening, it was completely destroyed by a fire. And I was like, wow, that's like a lot to go through. Really interesting. But... Um, what makes Dr. Uh, Regina Benjamin so special is that she, in 2000, excuse me, in 1995, she was elected to the board of trustees of the American Medical Association, making her both the first physician under the age of 40 and the first African-American woman to be elected. Um, and so the American Medical Association is a huge association, and it's the largest association of physicians 
uh, in the United States. So mm-hmm. for her to be elected to the Board of Trustees as the first African-American is a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. Yeah, because um, it can definitely be more of a, a boys club. Right. Uh, just not in the medical world, but, you know, overall, a lot of these associations um, that are specific to certain careers are typically headed by, you know, non-black males. Right. I think what's so dope about her, though, is how they call her an angel with a white coat. Mm. And they, um, because when people didn't have insurance, especially, you know, usually black people or Latino people, she would actually let them pay when they had it. Like, Mm. they would bring an envelope what they say, $5 bills, yes. and um, pay her like that, whatever they could, whenever they could. So, you know, it's easy. Well, it's not easy, but it's not, um, you hear about it more often, people getting, you know, becoming a doctor, becoming a surgeon or whatever, but you rarely hear about them, how how they contribute back yes. to society. Yes. Um, and so I found that, you know, really, really heartwarming that she did that because a lot of people need health care or health um yeah health care and they don't have health care insurance you know and she was really big on health care she um made it very clear when she accepted obama's nomination she made it very clear how serious she was about you know reconstructing the american health care system right. in terms of accessibility and cost right and so that's just a testament to you know yeah. her principles and her right. doing just that and what's you know really interesting about her is she was very open about her own hardships as well as illness in her own family she said her, you know her brother died of hiv her father died of high blood pressure and diabetes and her mother died of lung cancer so she was really passionate about all preventable yeah uh all all preventable and so she was really passionate about health and wellness and um she started quite a few initiatives under the obama uh uh, administration, including a million hearts campaign, where her goal was to uh, prevent a million heart attacks because we know heart disease is the number one killer. Yeah, absolutely, not only in America but also in the Black community specifically. Um, and so she had a lot of initiatives that she launched, a suicide prevention initiative as well, um, and an exercise initiative, trying to encourage more women of color to exercise. And she so she had a competition uh, where she handed out a five thousand dollar award. For, it, it was actually called a healthy hair and fitness competition because she specifically <laughs> highlighted um, the I don't want to mess up my hair excuse that when it is, comes to exercise. Wow, yeah. I didn't read that. So yeah, she, was, she was responsible for quite a few health and wellness initiatives in the Obama campaign. But yeah, for her to be the first uh, African-American to be appointed to the trustees of the American Medical Association is a huge, huge accomplishment. So was a huge, huge accomplishment. So very, very proud of you, and thank you for your contributions, Dr. Benjamin, um, to our community and to our country as a whole. You know, this Driven segment is all about helping us realize that we have more power than we think we do. Yes. You know, so get out of the passenger seat of your health and your life and get into the driver's seat. You are the sole navigator in this journey i don't care what genes say i don't care what history says you have all the power and it all starts with a made-up mind absolutely absolutely yeah okay so now before we move into the main topic first we have wait what wait what is our segment where jay and i identify something we either saw heard or experienced that made us go wait what Okay, so I'll go first. So there's someone really, really close to me um, in my family, and 
I have been trying to encourage this person for so many years to eat better and do better. They're severely overweight, um, type 2 diabetic, um, have walking issues due to weight, due to um, infection um, from diabetes because, you know, diabetes starts as one thing and it can manifest into so many other things. Mm -hmm. And so they have a trach in their throat um, from an accident which led them to um, needing it removed at a later date because you can only use something for so long. Okay. So they just went to the hospital, and they had to get the trach. And that, if for anyone who doesn't know what a trach is, it's like a tube in your throat. You know, you see it when people smoke a lot, um, and they have to get this tube in their throat, and they literally have to, like, breathe, talk through this trach mm-hmm. and breathe. So, and this is not due to smoking. It's due to, you know, I think it's from... What is it called when you get in something and you bruise like the, um, like your skin and it begins scar tissue from an accident. Mm -hmm. Um, he got in an accident and scar tissue began to build up and because of his weight, it caused it to be too much and they had to put the, um, they had to put the trach in there. So when he went to go get the trach switched out, he actually, um, died. He actually died for five minutes the first time. Um, because of his weight and because of all the other complications. And then they resuscitated him, and then he actually had died for another, like, five five to seven minutes again, and they had to resuscitate him. And so when he came to, he began to talk to me about, um, like, getting his life together because, you know, everyone knows, like, how adamant I am about health, um, more importantly about prevention, not just health, but prevention. And I'm always like, according to my family on my soapbox. And it was just so interesting to me, like to hear him actually be like, okay, you know, I'm, I understand what you've been saying. I'm ready. Whatever you need me to do, whatever you want. And my weight, what is not even everything I just said, my weight, what is actually my me being so hesitant to and actually embrace what he was saying mm. and get my hopes up because you I don't know if you remember this when I first got certified anybody who told me they wanted to get healthy I believed them and I got super excited like mm-hmm. oh my gosh my cousin just called me and they said they wanted to exercise and they wanted to get right and they wanted to I'm like I'm so happy and I used to be so excited for like it probably took me about eight nine months to realize that people like They don't necessarily like to just talk. They believe it themselves, but that initial enthusiasm wears off quick. Quick, And usually it's not Mm long-lasting. And so when he was telling me this, although he had died twice, and they were actually talking about us signing an autopsy, um, even though all of this being being said, I was still like, I I don't even believe you. I still don't don't believe you. I still don't believe you, yeah. I still don't. It has taken, this has been a long road to to realize most people can't do it. Most people can't do it. And it's hard, you know? It because is I'm very like, hard. oh my God, I want to be excited. Like, yes, yeah, soon as you get out of the hospital, soon we're going to do this. And, we, and I am saying that because I'm 100% committed to helping. But, like, if I were to be honest, I don't, I don't know, you know? I right. don't know if you, ha- most, because... Come on now, if you take a look around, what's the difference between you and the next person? And mm-hmm. I hate to be like that. I want to believe it, and I want to be fully invested. 
But like you said, I can't give a damn more than you. Mm-hmm. And I've always been overly invested in, and everybody else has been underly invested in mm-hmm. their own health. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's what it is. And you feel bad about having that doubt because it's yes. like, I, you know, I don't want to because nobody wants to feel doubted when they tell you they're going to do something. They, right. They want you to be excited with them. They right. want you to believe in them. Um, but history repeats itself so often or history has repeated itself so often that this is not the first time I'm hearing this. This is not the first time you've said this and you say you're going to get healthy and you know, you've had this traumatic experience where you died twice on an operating table and now you're coming out saying, yes, I'm going to lose the weight. Right. I'm going to get rid of these illnesses. But unfortunately that hasn't been our past experience regardless of these new, you know, Right. Occurrences. Because if I judge by past history, it's like, okay, when you when you were um, diagnosed with diabetes, why wasn't that enough? Why wasn't that enough? When you couldn't walk that well, why wasn't that enough? Why wasn't that enough? You know, so what makes you think that I think that, that I will believe you won't adjust to this new, your new normal? Okay, I died twice, and that's, that's what my new normal is. I've died twice, and I'm diabetic, and I'm overweight, and that's not my new, like I got and something else. So... Yeah, that was my weight. What I was like, wow, I really, I wish I can have that freshness and that newness I had when I first started. Yeah, you know? but the world is harsh and the world can make you really, really, really like it can really ruffle your edges. And unfortunately, you know how you, you see innocent people like kids and stuff like, oh, look at them thinking right. the world ain't going to take a bite out their ass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, and then stuff starting to happen and we begin to harden. And it's, you know, it's a special type of person who years later after taking shots from life or people or broken promises can still have a positive outlook like okay we're gonna do it this time like those are special people you think yeah i want to be that special like i want that to be me it's so hard to still be like okay let's do this and not be disappointed and not be prepared for disappointment on the 10th promise you know right um i i think it's just i always admire those people I do too. That's, That's what I was saying the other day when we were talking about a friend. Like I admire how you're so sincere mm-hmm. with your kindness and your, you know, naivety. Like is that how you pronounce it? Naivety. Naivety. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't put the extra ump on there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that that's that's a pretty cool thing to have. It is. What's your weight what? So my weight what is um, recently I was on my way to a client. I was um, leaving school. So it was like a typical day for me, which is unfortunate or fortunate. I don't know. But early morning clients, like 6, 7 a.m. clients, um, then off to school for class I got out of school at 2:20 I had a client at like 3:30 um, so I'm heading to this client and um, I'm driving down the street on the street is maybe to think the speed limit was 35 40 miles per hour I remember thinking about how tired I was that's the mm-hmm. last thought I remember having and I was just like oh my goodness why am I this sleepy this has to stop and next thing I knew I had ran into somebody you know, ran into another car and it, you know, I was basically, I fell asleep behind the wheel and I was awakened by the impact and it shocked me so much. And and luckily, you know, the speed limit wasn't too fast on the street. So we weren't like on the freeway going really fast, but I fell asleep behind the wheel midday. It wasn't like late night. It wasn't after working 10 or 12 hours. It was literally three o'clock in the afternoon And, um, you know, I woke up to this impact. He was okay. I was okay. 
And basically, I took a four hundred dollar nap, you know, because after <laughs> after That's a way to look at it, yeah, yeah, I took a quick four hundred dollar two minute nap. You know, it cost me some money to get everything taken care of, and it just at that moment it just made me realize how important managing your time and your rest is. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I doing running two companies going to school you know managing a household it's a lot and I was exhausted from it and I was just in the middle of my day and so it was just made me think about how many of us live under chronic exhaustion and think it's okay and just keep going like just keep going and so you know since that time I've implemented like naps and all these things to just in time out I bet like, so I, I give myself time out. Like, I used to use sliver of time to do something. Like, okay, I have this 30 minutes. Maybe I can look this up, research this, make a post on social media, do this. And now I honor my sliver of time more by, you know, sometimes just being still and doing nothing. Good like, for you. just looking around and people watching or breathing fresh air or just sitting down. Um, and so it just made me think about, you know, bringing this to the podcast and talking about how a lot of us are living under these stressful situations where we and we are a lot of times we've put ourselves in these conditions where we're always tired and it's totally preventable. You know, what's interesting about that is that so lately I've been going like really, really hard in the gym. Mm-hmm. My body every day felt like it's been hit by a bus, literally. Like, <laughs> I is swear. That, is I, that a good thing? No, but it's like when you level up your body has to adapt to that new level of push you know like you know you instead of doing 15 push-ups now you're doing 25 and your body your muscles are whatever so my i mean it it was that old school couldn't even walk like oh yeah yeah went way heavier on the weights and everything my body was just really hurt like when even when i laughed my abs would hurt everything oh so i was like you know what they have a massage um they have a massage bed at the gym, like right. for free. Right. I can just simply, after my workout, go get a massage. I right. can simply just do that. It will, instead of the foam roller, I can just, because it has like a roll thing that goes really hard against your muscles, mm-hmm. and even though it hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Jay, you you need this. Do you think I went? No, I don't. <laughs> you worked out and got up off that gym. I was like, on I to the can next use thing. my time for something more productive. <laughs> I can use my time to more productive, like, and I think that's a lot of time. That's the problem. We don't realize how productive self care is and relaxation yeah. mm-hmm. is. It's like no, that is productive. You got to understand that. You know, taking care and relaxing that is productive. It's so hard for me to to understand, even knowing it, to grasp that laying still on a bed, uh-huh. doing nothing is productive. No, not making money, not building muscle. Not teaching, mm-hmm. not learning, mm-hmm. just laying on a bed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this straight. You want me to just be still. <laughs> just being still, not even having fun, right, you know. Right, Just laying on the bed, and, you know, and I think that's a, a problem, too, just feeling like I, you need to maximize every minute for and not realizing how much self-care is maximized. Right, and it's crazy because I'll start my day with meditation or I'll start my day with, you know, some stillness. But then when it's go time, you know why? it's like full speed ahead. Because you and I are morning people. Morning is our thing. Like, oh, wake up five, no problem. 
problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll meditate in the morning. Mm-hmm. I will, you know, I remember I used to wake up at like really early in the morning and just watch um, like the sun, like the, the day lighten up, mm-hmm. uh, cool off because I get so hot at night. But tr- tell me to sit on the porch in the middle of the day. <laughs> no, and, it, and that's what's important. Yes. Not when it's you, the morning person, so do it in the morning. Just do, you need that. Yeah. Sometimes to slow down yeah. and regroup. I agree. I agree. And so, you know, let's talk about this chronic exhaustion more in depth because more of us are suffering from it more and more. And I think it's only being magnified. It's mm-hmm. only getting worse. Right. Right. I don't think we're getting better because we're getting more productive as a society. Right. Um, we're getting more independent as a black culture. Exactly. Right. And so we're there's a huge mo- movement to build our own, to own our own, to have our own, to hire our own. Um, to make our own money and keep our dollars circulating. And so as we try and unify more, as we try and build more stuff for our people, as we try and educate ourselves more, um, that requires work on the back end and behind the scenes. And a lot of us who are committed to the cause and, and whatever their area of expertise may be, we're working our tails off to get it done. Meanwhile, we're sacrificing a lot of our peace of mind and mm-hmm. we're sacrificing our health by not taking a moment to just be still in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, I just wanted to go over really quickly some symptoms of chronic uh, exhaustion. So there is a, uh, a, a condition called chronic fatigue syndrome, which mm-hmm. has been classified as a medical condition. Um, Some years back. And chronic fatigue syndrome is when you wake up still completely tired, when you uh, suffer from chronic insomnia, and you uh, suffer from feeling unrefreshed, possibly uh, body aches and joint pain on a constant basis. And this is when, and this is where. Uh, there's no underlying medical condition. That's the key. So chronic fatigue syndrome is described as having all of these symptoms of like frequent headaches and joint pain and constantly tired no no matter how much sleep you get or uh, chronic insomnia, but there's no underlying medical condition to explain it. Like right. you don't have a thyroid issue, you don't have a hormone hormonal that imbalance. That scare someone, you know? That's like, really I scary. I don't have a diagnosis, but I know... You know, my feelings are real, real. I feel them. I have symptoms. They're reoccurring. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So that's really scary. It's super scary. Uh, my theory is that it's not really real as in a condition, but as in it's been culturally induced. So, like, we are always constantly running ourselves into the ground and not just physically, like, always, you know, running back and forth, doing stuff for family, kids, whatever, but mentally, I think, you know, the society, our society has put so much on us that we're mentally fatigued. Oh, my God. And it I'm so manifests. Glad you touched on that. It manifests into the physical. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you touched on that. So, my weight, what, when I was talking about, you know, what happened. So, I called someone and I was like, you know, they were on the way to the hospital to see this person. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know that. I would just call them just on just. You know, just calling them. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, because we're having this um, this party, this suburban night survival party where I'm telling everyone to bring their tents. We're going to camp outside for the night and everything like that. And um, so I called them for about something about the party. Yeah. Like, hey, I forgot what I asked. And they were like, oh, my God, I thought you were calling to check on such and such and such. I thought you were. It's almost like you don't care. And I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, compartmentalizing your 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 mental 
Mm. I was like, if I were to dump on you all of my problems right now, you know, do you really think because I'm talking about a party that I don't care about anything else, mm -hmm. um, I can tell you about so many things about my kids in school, me in school. Like, there are so many things going on in my life that I need that that could cause me so much stress and depression. Right now, I'm choosing to focus on something happy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you care any less about anything else. And so I'm glad you talk, touched on the mental component mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm really big on compartmentalizing things. You are. Yep. So, you know, that was really interesting to me that they were really mad at me. Like, no, when something's going on bad, we focus on the bad thing until the bad thing is solved. And it, I don't think it has to work like that. That's a good point. Like, it is very, very difficult for people to compartmentalize segments of their life issues you know you have people that bring all the stress and the horror of their day and their relationship into the office you have until you know, it's solved until really. it's solved they want to talk about it with everybody they want to vent to everybody they want to mope around you know people have a very hard time compartmentalizing and compartmentalizing and you're right this happened to so-and-so in my family i can still talk about my impending birthday Exactly. Why is that not allowed? And I honestly felt bad for him. And I was like, I hope they understand that I care. It's just that at this particular moment, I'm going to get back. I shelved that for a minute. I shelved that. And I have to. And I, I, I need to shelf that. And I think sometimes when we try and shelf it, we we feel obligated to acknowledge that we're shelving it. Like some people, like, like listen, listen, I know that's going on, but I just need to not talk about that right now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we got to qualify it. Right. We got to make an excuse, <laughs> you know, just so we won't seem like a horrible person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, compartmentalizing has always been your jam. And I'm like, I'm even trying to get better at that. Like, no, leave that there. Yeah. Deal with that. It'll when wait you, for you. It'll wait for it you. It will not. It's loyal. It's, your it's, problems are so loyal, they will wait for you. Oh my God! They won't leave you. Your palms stress. are waiting. They love you. They want. They don't want to go anywhere. The stress is so loyal, <laughs> and so it's okay to leave that at home and then go to work and be a cool person. You know, mm -hmm. it's okay to leave that at home and then go to your friend's celebration or birthday party and be there for them. Exactly. You know, it's okay to have issues in other areas of your life. You know, and not and wear it on your sleeve. the space you're in right at that moment. 100%. If someone is, if your bestie is going through a divorce, maybe about to lose their child, maybe about to lose their home, and you go somewhere and you're having, it does not make you a bad friend. It doesn't make you bad for going out to dinner or going to see a movie or having a good time, you know, on another in another area of your life with another friend. It doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah, and I think that's what causes exhaustion. <laughs> Mental exhaustion. We exhaust ourselves by taking one problem and just beating beating that thought up, beating that problem up, and, and not letting our brains rest. Mm -hmm. You know, we when we think about rest, we think about physical rest. Yes. And a lot of times we need mental rest. 100%. More often than the physical. Yeah. So some of y'all rest too much. You need to hit the gym. <laughs> I'm sick of them. I'm sick of How them. How did this turn? Because everybody talking about rest. Y'all need to go work out. Yeah, you can mentally rest, <laughs> but stop all this acting like you need to sit down somewhere. I was talking about people mentally rest. Go on, on then. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> mental rest is important. We cannot, you know, we can't, like I tell my daughter, she's like, I didn't have a dream last night. Why do I never dream? I'm saying, Morgan, you never stop thinking. Your brain never stops thinking. You trust me. You had a dream. You don't remember it. 
Like your brain never stops. But the key to mental exhaustion and fatigue is to reroute those thoughts to something relaxing. Mm-hmm. You have to really, and, and just like anything, some things take work. Yeah. Sometimes when you feel exhausted, you think, oh, maybe you have a hard project coming up at work and it's distressing you. I, I did um, like this challenge with myself because I was going through something that was really bothering me. And I would be like, every time you think about that, you got five seconds to reshift your focus. Yes. Five seconds to reshift your, like you said, five to five. Some people have five minutes or five seconds, but it was five second rule yeah. to reshift my focus. And I would immediately manually mm-hmm. shift my focus. It was not natural. Let's talk about manual and automatic. Okay. Because that is a really, really big tool. And we're kind of jumping around because I want to come back to what we do and why we do it. Because being able to acknowledge why you are chronically fatigued, because mm-hmm. this is something I had to face. And I don't mean why on a face value uh topic like oh because you're running two companies and you in school i mean deeper than that why did i put myself in a situation where i'm running two companies i'm in school okay so do you want to come but, back to the manual thing uh-uh we'll stay here for a second because i'm gonna forget yeah. <laughs> uh-uh can you still say uh-uh just yeah, like you can say uh-uh you can say whatever you want okay yeah but manual and, and automatic uh just like with weight loss it, it it's a manual task at first mm-hmm. you don't automatically just go to the gym you don't automatically turn out your work parking lot and take the route to the gym. Right. You have to manually plan for it, do it, sometimes even talk yourself into it, mm-hmm. right? And so eliminating, you know, or addressing chronic mental fatigue is the same way. When those psychological stressors come up, your current financial situation, your debt, you know, the disruption in your relationship, um, parenting your children, health concerns you're having, health concerns a loved one is having, Whatever the situation is, you have to manually change the channel. Absolutely. And it doesn't become automatic until you manually, until you've been doing it so long. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because, you know, you know what people hit us with a lot, but y'all don't understand. It's so hard. And we're like, what makes you think we don't understand? Exactly. Because we make it look so easy. We weren't born into this lifestyle and we had to manually say, hey, no pizza. No, uh, manually say, eat this instead. It was not automatic. Now it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. But and, and initially, it's manual mm-hmm. because you have to literally shift that thing with purpose. Yes. It does not slide into that because that's the default setting. Yeah. You have to really force it into that, into that space. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you will not go home. You will go to the gym, like yes. you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's a it's a it's an inner dialogue, and sometimes that inner dialogue is two minutes long. Like, oh yeah, y- yeah. It's not I'm like tired. okay, no, Lisa, go to the gym. That's what you're supposed to do. Sometimes it's a whole push and pull with yourself. Absolutely right. And so being able to acknowledge that, okay, I'm exhausted, um, and it's not due to physical labor. It's literally due to mental and emotional exhaustion and why is that there and why does it exist and how can I manually change the channel to really really save myself essentially okay now back to you I'm pointing my fingers real dramatically back to you (laughs) so I wanted to talk about why we first of all get into chronic exhaustion because it's always important to realize the root of the problem um I think that some is self-inflicted and some is indirectly, some indirectly happened. So when I say self-inflicted, 
um, this is pretty, this is my situation, right? I like, I'm constantly piling things on my plate mm-hmm. in- intentionally. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. It's just, it's just well, who it's I am, life. right? So I constantly give myself more responsibilities just to look up a couple months later and like, why did I do this to myself, right? I tried to stop you, but go on. <laughs> not hard enough. I feel like <laughs> you're really not as good a friend as you put on I other try, people. I try, I try. <laughs> right. <laughs> so sometimes exhaustion is self-inflicted. Um, and sometimes it's indirectly indirectly inflicted meaning you don't take care of yourself you eat crap food you don't exercise you don't do any self-development and whereby you're exhausted so that's the type of exhaustion that your body can't keep up with you because you're pouring sugar and caffeine into it constantly Mm -hmm. you're going you're constantly going to sleep late or in off-putting hours and then you don't do any self-development you kind of you let life happen to you as opposed to you happening to life. Yeah, I was going to actually say when you said yours is self-inflicted, sometimes it's not self-inflicted, but it's something people have put on to you, such as some grandparents, they have their daughters had or their sons had kids, and now they're all of a sudden a parent. It's not self-inflicted because someone else put their this burden on to you. Right. Like, oh, I got this new job. I need you to take me to work every day. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So what do you do about about that type of exhaustion where it's like, hey, I have my own job. Now I got to take you to your job. Now I got to help watch your kids. Now I got to do this and I have to do that. Well, when I'm getting to solutions, I have on my list here the power of no. Okay, so we're, we're, not, gonna, we're not there yet. Yeah, we're going to okay. get into solutions, um, which is easier said than done. But I do have a few solutions that we can go over. Okay. But, so, exhaustion comes from, like I said, self-inflicted, indirectly inflicted, not realizing how important it is to take care of yourself and your body. Um, and so, you're you're trying to survive on donuts and coffee. You're trying to survive on little to no sleep. You never do any personal development. And so, you're chronically exhausted. But, but your chronic exhaustion comes simply from just working one eight-hour job, you know, maybe just in a marriage and just trying to cook dinner, do regular stuff. Like, do regular, everyday stuff, not extra. It's not like I'm working a job, then I'm going to a second job, and then I don't have, you know, I don't have a babysitter. Like, you have all the support. All you're doing is just everyday stuff, and you're exhausted. I, I find that hard to understand. <laughs> I'm not. I'm being 100% real. Like I, I don't understand how could you be exhausted from working an eight-hour shift. A lot of people are. What are you exhausted from? Maybe staying up late. Girl, a lot. A lot of people are exhausted, and all they do is work 40 hours or less. Sometimes, got two days off per week. Not in school at night, not working a second job, not building a business from the ground up, don't have a side project, not taking care of a sick loved one, Wait, how, don't have any it? children. Okay, never mind. Let's move on. Because I, 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 I promise There's, you, I'm not pretending. I literally don't get how you can be. Because you don't, these, take, you don't take care of yourself. You st- you're not drinking water. You're not eating right. Maybe, you know, you smoke or drink too excessively. Um, and then, you know, you don't sleep properly. And some people are just exhausted from normal life occurrences. That reminds me of when you said how you have to prep your body to be, um, like, just really tried. When he's like, I can, you know, I could literally sleep off, get up and go hard off two hours. And that's how I feel right now when you say people, um, you know, they're fatigued and they get a little sleep. And I'm like, I could wake up. Like last night, I, I stayed up and I, I went to bed at... Two o'clock in the morning, no, like one something, and I got up and went to the gym, and I'm like, okay, I don't feel the greatest, 
but to say you're fatigued, I don't, I don't know. I know this is to help you, but I'm like, help me. Help me understand. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm honestly struggling with nutrition. repetitive. Now, now, repetitive, like I always say, if you don't know it's coming, then I can see how that could fatigue you. Like you were planning for this one eight-hour day, and then now they're like, hey, instead of coming in at eight, come in at six. Right. And you're tired because you weren't expecting that. Right. But no, I'm talking about this is my routine. I have to be at work at eight or nine every morning. I get off at four or five every afternoon. I go home. Maybe I do something. Maybe I'm on a bowling team. Maybe I, you know, have to cook for my family. But it's regular stuff. And these people, people are exhausted from that. At the beginning of this podcast, I used to feel bad. We used to always be sound like we're just the most perfect people. Like, do this, do that, do this, do this. But And then now I realize, like, you know what, y'all, you need that. Because there's so many people who accept people being average. Like, I'm tired, I'm tired too. No, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Flat out. Yeah. Like, if y'all looking for someone to tell you, okay, you work and you take care of your family, it's cool to be tired. This is not the podcast. There is no excuse for that. Like, you need to go hard on your nutrition, go hard on your exercise, go hard on your life to elevate. That's right. That is unacceptable. I cannot imagine being here on this broad time and accepted being exhausted, exhausted from a job that can replace you in five minutes if you wanted to, or even being an entrepreneur and putting all your time and energy into that. Like, what about outside of that? Mm -hmm. What are you living for? Like, if you are exhausted and you're fatigued, come on, let's get into some solutions. Do you have anything to add about, like, reasons? Yeah, I do. Yeah, reasons. This is really, really important. Recognizing why we put ourselves in these situations when we're to, to the point we're really exhausted and fatigued chronically. I have to say acute stress, acute exhaustion is healthy. It's okay, right? Like, but chronic is the problem where you just chronically not sleeping well. You always, you never feel refreshed. You always, you know, are just tired, like physically, mentally, you're over it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy. Right. It's completely oh. unhealthy. But I, I, one thing I was really open about, you know, last year in one of my blog posts was this I'm not enough syndrome. Right. So I constantly, so this is reason number one that you may be experiencing chronic fatigue or chronic exhaustion is, you know, I self-diagnosed myself with this I'm not enough syndrome and which meant that no matter what I did in my life, I didn't feel like it was big enough, important enough. And so I was constantly proving myself right. by constantly adding stuff to my plate and to my roster. Like every idea I had, I feel like I had to implement and execute on. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that what you're doing, like right now, right? I'm in school. I'm in pre-med. So that can be just enough by itself, Lisa. You're not required to also then run to companies and then try and have friendships and relationships and then try and work out yourself and maintain your health and then try and do a weekly podcast and a weekly blog. Like, you're not required to do all that. You can do one thing and it be enough in the moment, mm -hmm. right? But I was, I, I was suffering from this I'm not enough syndrome, so I felt like I had to continue to pile things on my plate and have mm -hmm. my hands in different buckets at once. So that's reason number one. Reason number two you may be experiencing chronic fatigue and exhaustion exhaustion is that you're a yes man a yes man or a yes woman mm -hmm. a person that can't say no a person okay. a people pleaser mm -hmm. and i ain't this part i ain't this person at all i don't think you are either i'm more i'm way more a people pleaser than you are okay you, nobody asks for the comparison I, i'm uh, just saying <laughs> look, listen we need to get along with this podcast <laughs> 
No, no, seriously, I am. Um, yeah, but being a yes man or a yes woman can push you into chronic exhaustion when you don't know how to tell people no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's levels. Like for me, for instance, I have to sincerely, if you're a person who has done something for me or if I'm extremely close to you, it's hard for me to say no. Anybody outside of that, it's like, oh, no, no, I can't. I won't. <laughs> I refuse. I don't love you. I don't barely. No. Hell no. You know? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, if you're in that small, because my circle is so small, people who I, like, really, really deal with, if you're any one of those people, I will go to the moon and back for you, even to com- inconvenience myself, and I don't know if that's good or bad, you know? With you, <laughs> it doesn't matter, because I don't think you ever suffer from chronic exhaustion. Are you kind of front on this podcast right now? low-key just thought about I'm never it. exhausted you are never stressed about nothing nah nope because you know what i'm on borrowed time man i don't have time i don't have time to be stressed i just thought about this you literally have no dog in this race you have no authority to speak on this topic i do get stressed but it's so limited you know yeah, yeah. it's like i can contribute this like you get this 10 minutes and then i'm on to the next thing i can do something about yeah, you right. know, I'm just, you know, like we talked about, we're like kind of resolution oriented versus like, you know, what do, what can I learn from this? No, How I'm not I talking use- about stress. I'm not talking about stress with problem solving. I'm talking about just having a lot of stuff to do type of thing. Exhaustion, not like there's no solution to it. So why are we talking about it? No, no, no. I'm with you on that. That's, mm-hmm. that's a waste of time and space. But I'm talking about just a lot going on and you're being pulled in several directions and you have a lot to do type of exhaustion. I don't believe in that. <laughs> part of my religion fam no i don't believe in that you know what i mean like i'll make a to-do list and i'll be like oh this about to be broke down you know what i'm saying like okay okay oil change gotta do this okay go get morgan's violin okay bryson need to be sized for this okay i gotta make take morgan to the orthodontist then i'll be like jay you gonna i'll span it over two weeks you i'm not stressing yeah i'm not doing that you know what i mean like even though i may not be running a company but just the things that i have to do to keep my family and to keep myself uh, uh, you know up level mm-hmm. but i'm like no i'm not about to just be in a hole with my my time and my energy i'm not doing that no. i love it i love Absolutely it not. that's a hard thing to master for a lot of people right a I hard my thing to do list and be like nope <laughs> <laughs> oh nope you gonna, you you gonna be on the phone or reading a book at this time you absolutely will not be make maximum like no i'm not i'm not wearing myself out that thin yeah and that's a, that's hard for people to do so another reason people might be exhausted you're a yes man you have the i'm not enough syndrome and culture being in america makes us feel like and being a millennial makes you feel like right oh because the comparison the comparison yes. and with you being my best friend i could easily be like I need to be pre-med. But, you know, you have. we talked about this. You have to be comfortable in your own skin. You do. Even with the, the culture and everything else, even if your dad or your mom or your brother is a lawyer and you work at Costco, like, you have to find your own lane. Yes. You have to find your own lane and not try to live up to expectations, live up to your own expectations. You know what I'm saying? Which like, is very hard because sometimes you haven't carved them out. Damn. You, yeah, you, everybody doesn't have their own expectations because so often we let society decide what that is for us. 
True. So to say don't live up to somebody's expectations, that's the easy part. But then to decide what your expectations are is the hard part because while you may be comfortable in your current situation, you in the back of your mind may feel like I should probably be shooting for something bigger, shouldn't I? Right? It's always a yes, question mark. That's like, true. Right? So what are my expectations? Can I live my life out, you know, at the post office for the rest of my life? Or should I be going for bigger? Should I be shooting for bigger? And your timeline or, like you said, your best friend or your friends and family make you feel like I should be doing more. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to be just in a corporate job and ride that out. It's okay to work in a, you know, service industry and just ride that out. But a lot of us feel like, no, that's that's supposed to be a stepping stone, right? I'm supposed to be working to get out of my nine to five, right? That's what everybody else seems to be saying I should do. You know what? I think at the at the top of the year, you decided to do this minimalist challenge, and I um, was going to do it with you. And that and like maybe two three months into it, I was like, it ain't it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I was watching the movie Eat, Pray, Love, and she was going to be silent for a whole week. And then someone asked her to do a job that she had to talk and greet guests for this um, whole like um, meditation program. And she was like, she she started talking like, you know what? This whole silent thing is not for me. Mm-hmm. I was going to try to do it thinking it was going to better me, but that's not for me. So I think finding your groove, what what would make you feel the best version of you? That will eliminate so much chronic fatigue and chronic exhaustion because I think when we try to um, live up to these standards yes you know okay I'm gonna all right my my best friend is running this marathon I'm gonna try to run this marathon yes oh my other friend is a party I'm gonna go to this party with her yes and not saying, you know what, I don't want to go to this party. I want to read a book tonight. I don't want to go party. Run a I don't want to run a marathon. And I also have absolutely no explanation as to why. The answer was just no. Oh, I remember I was watching this uh, little skit on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it was like four people. And then this fifth person, this fifth person was throwing a party. Okay. And it was like made up of like four white guys mm-hmm. and a black girl, right? And so the guy who was throwing the party, he's like, hey, guys, I'm throwing a party on Saturday at my house. Everybody bring something starting at 7 o'clock. I'll see you there. (laughs) Right? And so the first guy was like, oh, shoot, I can't make it. You know, I got to do this big project for work. I'm so sorry I can't make it. And the second person was like, and then he was like, but you know what? I can put that work project on hold. I'll be there, right? Right. And so the same thing happened with the other three guys. They were at first had an excuse why they couldn't make it, and they were like, okay, 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 I'll mm-hmm. come, I'll come. And then it got around to the black girl, and she was like, nope. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you got a big project? She was like, no. And they, and they were like, oh, you uh, oh, you must have family or friends in town? She was like, nope, just not coming. Don't want to be there, <laughs> right? And it was a whole skit with and they kept on trying to hand her excuses right like here you go there must be a reason why you're not coming and she's just like nap just don't want to see your face on saturday like i'm not interested in your house party and i think getting comfortable with you know nope (laughs) and that's something i struggle with for sure yeah Yeah. oh yeah you do yeah we've talked about that (laughs) yeah i do struggle with that struggling with being able to just be like "Uh -uh." no 
Mm-mm. That's a that's a whole sentence. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I'm I'm good on that. You know. Um, it's very hard, and so that was my reason number three as to why we struggle for some of us struggle struggle with chronic exhaustion is guilt. You know, feeling like I should. Taking on those extra assignments. I should do this for my job. I should do this for my family. I should do this for my children. They do need, They sh- technically should be in another event or learning a second language on Saturdays they have to take them to. Like, str- that guilt, especially as a parent, I, I, obviously I don't know, but I can imagine feeling like you should have them in these things or they should be a part of this or they shouldn't miss a, right. a birthday party. Or Oh, yeah, you remember I struggled with that a lot. Like, yeah. oh, my God, it's the weekend. I got to do... They can't be in the house. They got to. I got to let them experience something. So I can imagine guilt could actually cause exhaustion because you feel like you should be, you know, because this is what other parents are doing. And this is what other good employees or business owners are doing. So I should be taking this class or I should be doing this. And so a lot of guilt with, you know, not doing stuff forces you to do stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Or just your perceived notion of what a good parent looks like. Mm-hmm. Mine is not even based on anyone I even know personally. Right. Mine is what I envision as a child that I wanted or should be as a parent or would be as a parent. 100%. Like, if I was a parent, what would be the best parent in the world? And I've been trying to live up to that ever since, you um, know? Yes. So, you know, it's like, okay, your kids go to trips. They, they You kiss them and hug them. Like, everything I've been trying to live up to ever since so it's not even a comparison because if i compare it myself to most parents i mean i'll be knocking it out the park that's not that impressive to be honest (laughs) see that going there okay (laughs) yeah but when i compare it to who i imagine myself i'm not i'm not that impressive right so you're comparing yourself to you i'm comparing myself to this belief or this thought that i always thought i would be yeah so or what i would want this fantasy parent like a parent should be you know, and it, you know, as I, they get older and I get older, I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> oh, yeah, no, nah. no, nah, I can't exactly nail that, but I, you know, I get close. <laughs> um, so let's delve really quickly into solutions and okay, Lisa, we got it. We, we know what chronic exhaustion is. We, you know, you helped us identify why we might be, you know, doing this self-inflicted chronic exhaustion, but how do we get out of it? Like, how do you stop the cycle? Um, and we didn't spend a lot of time on culture, but just, you know, understanding that literally our environment forces us to be busy, especially mm-hmm. in America, you know, like in countries like Spain and China, like they take midday siestas. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot about the culture that everybody has universally decided to just stop and be still right. and close their eyes. And so culture plays a huge role, huge role in it. And for us to be constantly surrounded by everybody who's going, 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 TV, news feeds, social media, everything is 24-7 accessible. There's always something you can be doing. Right. There's always something available to you to do. Mm -hmm. And so being able to carve out your own space in your own terms and conditions within that Mm -hmm. is critical. Absolutely. Um, Were you going to say something else? Yeah. So I remember a while back you telling me like um, when you aren't doing something productive, you will cook. You remember that? You were like, I, if yep. I don't have anything, like if I'm not working for the company, if I'm not training for the company, like I will make a, something to eat to feel like I'm not being lazy. And that's so crazy. Like, okay, yes. I don't have, I'm not doing that for the company. So let me throw a meal together 
because that's productive. Yep. You know, and who defines what's productive? Not like I was saying about the massage. Like, who defines what's productive? Right. Who is it? It's us to decide. Because, like you said, this culture, this society, we have to define what's productive. <laughs> we have to define what's productive. Um, another thing is we touched briefly on is our diet. Yes. And we need to really, really touch oh, on this. Yeah, that's on my list of solutions. Oh, so, okay. yeah, uh, diet plays such a huge role in fatigue. It's so underestimated. A lot of people think it's because their jobs are stressing them out, their relationships are stressing them out, their bills, their money, whatever. Mm -hmm. But literally, it could be what you're putting or not putting in your body every day. So if you have a diet that's high in sugar, a diet that's high in caffeine, a diet that's high in fat, trans fats, fried foods, um, a diet that's high in processed and convenient foods, then you yourself are slowing down your metabolism, you're compromising your immunity, and you're severely, severely compromising your energy levels. You're even compromising your sleep patterns. And so diet plays a significant role. So I know when I get fatigued, right, and I know when I was really tired and I fell asleep behind a wheel, I knew it was literally from I'm doing too much in life Mm -hmm. because my diet is stellar. My water is on point. My exercise is always there. I knew that I had to slow down. So the first thing I would have you take a look at, if if your um, schedule is not as packed, if you're just tired from everyday stuff that you've been doing forever, going to work, grocery shopping, cooking or cleaning, spending time with friends. If the thought of even fun events stress you out because it just sounds like too tiring to Mm -hmm. get dressed and to go somewhere, then you may want to take a closer look at your health and your diet and your exercise. Right now, if you have all those things going on and top that with some more things and you're exhausted, then we can look at something else. Mm -hmm. But that caffeine and that sugar, Mm -hmm. oh, it will ruin you. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's the um, lack of nutrients. So there's the things you you, you put into your diet. But then there's a lack of things by eating that way that you don't, your body doesn't absorb to give you the energy that you need. And also, like I was, I touched on before is digestion. You know, your body has to work super hard to digest things um, that it does not recognize. It has to work super hard to, um, I mean, I'm sorry, to digest processed foods. So digestion is one of the things that really, really make us sluggish and tired. And then, you know, when you, you go to sleep or you're just sitting there and you're tired, it's hard to get that energy back up even once your food is digested. Yes, it is. So it's not like you're like, okay, well, digestion only takes 30, 45, whatever minutes. But after that process, are you really going to get up and feel energetic? Or is that just going to be you for the rest of the day? I'm sitting here. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Because um, FYI, food is not designed to make you feel sleepy. Food is to make you feel energized. It should give you the nutrients. It should fuel fuel your body to give you the desired energy that you need. Yes. Um, it's not supposed to make you feel tired. It's not supposed to make you feel sluggish. Whenever that happens, it's because your digestion system is using all this energy to, to digest whatever food that you put in. And it's hard mm-hmm. to digest certain things. Yeah. 
It is. It is really hard. And yeah, food is gasoline. And so you have to know that if you put ga- bad gas in your vehicle, then it's going to perform as such. Yeah. When you put good fuel in your vehicle, it's going to perform as such. So don't underestimate your health. A lot of people look at external sources, but look mm-hmm. internal first. Always, always um, look internal first. Um, you have something else because I was going to talk about um, water and energy. I think wa- I remember like running is my thing. Like I love, love, love running. And then I went running, and I was just like, okay. Like, it, it sounded like I need an oxygen tank. Like, two more steps, and I'm almost there. And I was like, wow, like, I run this, I run the same exact, like, area. It was not, it wasn't nothing new. There was no heel extra. It was the same thing. And I ended up looking up, like, water, because I knew my intake was not that good for the p- previous days. And it was water. Like, water, literally, because I was dehydrated. Mm. And my body literally could not function at the level it could normally function at because it was deprived. So if you are chronically fatigued, if you're exhausted, if you just feel lethargic, whatever it is, mm-hmm. look into your water intake. And yes. I'm not talking about sugary um, Powerades or anything like that. I'm strictly H2O. Strictly. Nothing at it. Yeah, nothing at it. Uh, I know they promote these things as like, okay, if you hate water, you'll love this, but you will never ever get the benefit, the full benefit of drinking water because now your body has to uh, process sugar and things of that nature. And the sugar alone may make you feel fatigued and tired. So, um, you know, drink as much (laughs) H2O as you possibly can, like un- you know what is it undoctored unfiltered or yeah yeah i'm manipulated i'm manipulated yeah for sure water is so underestimated and it's potency and a lot of times you are just literally struggling from pure dehydration and nothing else so it's really really important to check in with your water you should be drinking half your body weight in ounces per day half your body weight in ounces 200 pound person would drink 100 ounces per day get your water up do not drink your sugar do not drink your calories so if you're suffering from extreme exhaustion start there with your water then slowly move into your diet begin to eliminate that's processed food begin to eliminate excess of sugar eliminate caffeine right so you want to consume whole foods that energizes your body your body is electric and so you want to be sure to be feeding your body foods that are alkaline and that are going to electrify you not cause you to um, become sluggish and sleepy Um, also you want to look get more vitamin d from the sun the sun and the earth particularly the earth provides electrons like i said your body is electric so when you pair yourself with the earth by getting grounded you know getting out into some greenery walking around near some water you know that helps to feed you energy if you're constantly in your same old environment in your stuffy office in your home if you're never opening windows and getting fresh air if you're constantly just going from one tax task to the next without taking a moment to engage with mother earth you're also being pumped full of toxins and environmental toxins without never getting regrounded and electrified from mother nature um another thing is the power of no you know um, when we talked about one of the causes of being chronically fatigued is because you're a yes man or a yes woman 
it's really important to understand that, you know, when someone asks you to do something or when you consider doing something yourself to really, it's, it's it, within your power to evaluate that task and what you're able to take on and how does it benefit you or how does it not benefit you and can you really stand to take that thing on? The power of no is mm-hmm. so, so valuable. It's, it's very hard to, diff- it's very hard to implement for some mm-hmm. people. Yeah, because it seems like you're um, selfish. It seems like you are um, just, you have this selfish standpoint. Like, it's all about me. It's not about you. I don't help people. I'm not empathetic. But only and, if you're one of those people who always say yes. I think if I say no to some people, like, oh, all right. You know what I mean? Like, it depends no, on who you are. I still think they think, still think that about you, but they just don't say it out loud. Oh, so you think if you're one of those persons who used to, like, taking up, not taking up for yourself, but you know, being like, yeah, yes I still or no. think you still people still look at you like you're selfish, but they just don't. They're used to it. Versus if somebody who says yes all the time, they they probably might verbalize it like, oh wow, I can't believe it. Like it's I, shocking. It's shocking. The shock value is different, but I still think it's still everyone looks at it like, oh, okay, you know, wow, you could have done that, but oh, never mind. Um. But yeah, the value of saying no, I cannot, I've been trying to implement this and I have been implementing it for a while and it does take some getting used to because as a person, naturally you want to help people. Like you want to be a person that people can count on and you want to have value that you don't want to be a person that's just a taker. Like, oh, oh, I can ask you for stuff, but don't ask me for nothing because the answer will be no. You want to, you know, you want to seem like a person of value. So, yeah, saying no sometimes does require a little bit of, like, practice. Yeah, it's, it's definitely easier said than done. For sure. Yeah, but when you realize your own power and your own value and that the number one rule is self-preservation, then it becomes a little easier. And you just got to get that first no out your system. Like, get that first hell to the no out your system. And then you're able to go full speed ahead. Like, I challenge you guys who are like, yes, men and women, because me and Jay don't have this problem. Maybe we need a little more of it. But those of you who are yes, men and or women, I challenge you to say no to something this week. Like, somebody asks you something, just hit them with a quick hell to the gnaw with no. This is the caveat. No explanation. No explanation. You got to be completely unapologetic about it um, and just straight up tell them. Nah, fam. <laughs> you know, just saying nah, fam is not even people's lingo. Like, you know, no, I know just, you're not saying them to say, tell them to yeah, say like that. No, I'm just joking. But just like, how do you follow up with that? Because it's not going to just be no, especially when people don't expect it. They're going to be like, well, why? You can be very kind. No, thank you. Just no, thank you. Like, that's the challenge. I'm not giving you any follow up. That's the challenge. A no thing, a complete sentence. You always says a complete sentence. Then when I give out the challenge, you telling me to give explanation. <laughs> Make up your mind here, Jay. Um, no, that's the challenge. Just you don't have to be rude. You can be polite, but no, no, thank you. I don't want to come to the office baby shower. I don't want to go out for drinks afterwards. Um, I don't want to donate to your kids. I don't want to help you move or come over and help you do this. I don't want to hop on a phone call right now. I don't anything. I don't want to. No, Good thank luck. you. Good luck, y'all. <laughs> Pick a side. Shout out, shout out to those who gonna lose friendships and relationships. Oh. <laughs> they are, and that's the thing. You're not gonna lose. And you know what? Sometimes people surprise you so much, 
when they be like, I am so proud of you. Okay, girl, talk to you later. Like, you never know. You know right, what I mean? But just right. say, no, I don't want to go on that trip next next year in April. I can't afford it. I'm not going to financially commit to that. No. Like, no. Right? Because that's stress. Like, saying yes to things may not be things that you're saying yes that's going to physically stress you right now. It just might be a financial burden or mental burden. Or, or now I got to find how, out how to take off work or re-schedule you know schedule my kids' schedule for you. It, you know what I mean? Like, that's too much. Just okay. no. All right. That's the challenge. For you, too, apparently. It is a challenge for me. <laughs> because you know, you know why it's a challenge for me? Because I'm so intentional about my circle. I don't allow anyone into my circle or in my space if I don't respect you, love you, and would not go over the moon for you. Mm-hmm. I don't have just, you know, like uh, like some people that I'm friends with, it'd be like, well, I just, um, if they do something, I'd be like, I don't know how you deal with them. You know, I just treat them like, I remember what they do, and I just treat them as such. No, I'm not treating you as such. I don't want you in my life, mm-hmm. period. I'm not hanging out with a mother who's not a great mother. If you don't treat your kids right, I don't want you in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not hanging with someone who's just always broke, can never do. Like, I literally intentionally built this circle around me. So everybody around me, I would do anything pretty much for. Mm-hmm. And to say no is kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you... How do you? But this doesn't apply to you because you don't suffer from extreme fatigue or exhaustion from the commitments that you make in the moments. Okay, it ain't about me. I try to make it. About yeah, me. your your yeah your stuff is premeditated and you schedule time accordingly. Okay. Most people can't do that; they overwhelm themselves. So this is for them. Okay, so I'm gonna need you to exit out the I'm conversation. Sorry, I apologize. Okay, that's let's okay. move on. I mean, I have know, one. We be... all make make mistakes. Yeah. Go on. Removing people that make you exhausted and feel chronically fatigued. Their whole energy, their problems, their relationships, their money woes, their relationships, their job uh, issues, their, their their opinions on your life and what you're doing that differ so great, greatly from what you believe it should be, their opinions, everything like that. When your energy decreases around this person, decrease your time around this person and get more energy that that's like the that's the concept when your energy decreases when you spend time spend less time and get more energy that's how it works we have no obligation to cousins and family members and sisters and brothers and grandmothers and best friends and like whoever it is they can physically physically exhaust you so Spend more time around people who make you feel energized. Like, there are certain people, when I get around them, my, my energy just increases as if I need that. I'm already all over the place with my energy, but there are certain people where I just feel, like, more energetic. Like, yeah. when they come around, I just feel electric. Like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What, what you going to tell me? What I got? You know? Mm-hmm. And then there are certain people I'm like, okay. They just want to gossip or they just want to... You know, talk about the same old, same old. So, yeah, just just be aware of the company you keep and the energy that you attract. You are responsible for the energy that's around you. Mm-hmm. You are 100. Do not, I see so much of this, no accountability for the energy that you submerge yourself into. No, that's 100% on you. Don't, oh, I'm so sick of such and such and such. How are you sick of somebody that you willfully put yourself around? They're not even your coworker. They're somebody you you willfully put yourself around. So if you're so tired of the energy and how they drain you, stop putting yourself in that situation. Even if they're a coworker, I mean, that's still avoidable. Well, sometimes. 
I don't see how it's not. Like, don't get, beat it. Yeah, I mean, maybe they sit next to you, you know? Uh, maybe they sit next to you. Maybe in a meeting, it's always, like, yeah. that person trying to downplay something you've done. You put something on the table. They say something mm, about it. Okay. You know, there's certain unavoidable situations that you just cannot avoid. But the one thing you're always in control over is yourself, your mindset. And you know what I mean? So you, you can also tune in and tune out. I think we need to do um, a podcast about mastering your mindset. I think we, we really have that in, uh, under control. But that's a whole other segment, mastering your mindset. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, oh, I yeah. can easily sit there and h- listen to somebody who is just draining everything out of the room and be completely still okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and, and, and it, I think it's hard for a lot of people not to get sucked into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, my last recommendation is therapy. You know, it's very easy to be like, okay, now eat better. Okay, now go exercise. Okay, now tell some people no. But if you um, are dealing with like the I am not enough syndrome like I am and you constantly put stuff put stuff on yourself and you might have some deeper issues that you need to work through because you're causing your own exhaustion and don't know how to stop it, um, invest in therapy. You know, everything, we can't always be our own hero and we can't right. always be our own savior. And so sometimes you need an expert. Sometimes you need a coach. Sometimes you just need somebody to come in and you can't turn to a parent or a friend or you feel like they don't understand or you're not ready to share with them. Um, invest in a professional um, and a neutral stranger who you can talk through these things with because the life you save may be your own. You cannot afford to live in chronic fatigue and chronic stress because it's extremely taxing on your body, it's extremely taxing on your mind, and it's extremely taxing on the people who are relying on you to be great. So with that said, we're going to wrap, but please, please, please believe that therapy is not taboo in the black community. It is a thing that you can do willingly and openly. And um, and that you should do if you feel like it's something you can't do on your own. Absolutely. Listen, this has been kind of a heavy episode. Jay has no chill. I'm going to apologize for her recklessness throughout this entire. <laughs> what I do? What I do? You out of control. I, I can't take it. The people can't take it. You literally just turned your back to me. Literally. <laughs> I, can't, I can't take I can't. it. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Black Health Academy podcast. If you are in the need to get educated on how to eradicate and or prevent chronic disease and illnesses, if you're in the need to lose weight, to get mentally and emotionally sound and healthy, then please log on to the blackhealthacademy.com, join our community community and enroll in our school. There you will find Plank You, which offers free workouts, Plant You, which offers free plant-based recipes and instructions, and of course, the main academy, which teaches about chronic diseases and all of the beautiful topics that we talk about on this podcast. So the blackhealthacademy.com and click on enroll. No, I'm not saying. Don't okay, well, at, no. least, at least take us out on some sound. I know you never turn down the singing gig. I, I feel like rapping. <laughs> oh, should I rap? Go, go for it. All right. Thank you for joining us. I'm glad that you listened. I hope that you and everybody paid attention. Ooh. We'll see you next week. We did our best. Now put everything we said to the test. Hi. Peace. I love you. <laughs> BlackHealthAcademy.com. Get well. Be well. What is it? Peace.